hello and welcome to the YBMB show. Uh, those of you who've joined us uh, before, uh, and we've had quite a few episodes now, will know that we run this live three times a week, Monday, Wednesday and Friday. And uh, Monday, we cover aspects of the body and a strong body. On Wednesday, we talk about mindset and on Fridays, we talk about business. And uh, usually speaking, I'm uh, joined by a guest and I have a wonderful guest with me today who I'm going to go on to introduce, Sonia Morton Firth. So thank you so much for joining us, Sonia. Thank you so much, Angela, for asking me to be on your show. It's nice to be on the other end of the questions for a change. Yeah, well, you know, Sonia is um, very uh, uh, prolific with regard to podcasts because she is a podcaster herself, and we'll come on to that. Um, and also uh, as a motivational speaker as well, so some sort of uh, wonderful uh uh, talk, talks throughout the country um, but one of the reasons that I wanted Sonia on as well is that, that uh, obviously today being uh, the, the, the day where we do body um, is that Sonia has actually competed as a bodybuilder on stage and uh, has um, in fact been weightlifting um, for much longer than myself um, so when we met we immediately bonded over this interest and, um, and as you can see very sort of you know beautiful diminutive you know, uh, very feminine woman, um, but has an amazing physique. And so what I wanted to explore today was a couple of things. Firstly, um, how, Sonia, you actually got involved in the whole world of bodybuilding. And, um, you know, probably uh, one of the things that I'd like to do is demonstrate that this is access accessible to anybody, no matter who they are and when they start and what their gender is. Um, and then secondly, uh, what that can lead to in terms of confidence and uh, your ability to deliver on things that you want to in your life. So, so if we start with, um, with you in a, a little bit of a summary about your background. So just for people who've not maybe seen your podcast or know what you do, um, just tell us a little bit about yourself, first of all. Thank you so much, Angela. And firstly, thank you for the lovely compliments. It's always being told, it's always nice being told nice things, especially at the moment when all, all you're doing is going out on your big anorak and you're covering up your body. So thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, in terms of my background, Angela, I, I spent the majority of my working career in the city, um, uh, close to 20 years in sales, working for um, uh, financial services industry, traveling the world, working up the career ladder. Um, and very much looking at my success in terms of, of, of money that I was earning mm. um, and still focused on, on being very fit and healthy, but in a, in a different way. In those days, I was very much a cardio queen. And at lunchtime, you'd see me on a treadmill running 10K um, sort of in the lunch break. That was a, a very normal sort of thing for me. Mm. I'd, be, I'd be very much into my running. Um, after my city career, uh, I decided to launch my own business. And this is where sort of the bodybuilding came in. I knew I wanted to do something in health and fitness, but I wasn't quite sure what. I retrained as a personal trainer, um, but I knew that I didn't want to be doing the training. I like being the client, but I thought it was important for me to really understand um, what goes into delivering a personal training session if I wanted to go into the industry. Um, and anyway, after um, a few months, I did a few uh, entrepreneurial courses and I met my business partner and we started our own range of fashion fitness wear for women. Now, back in the day, there was only Sweaty Betty on the high street. Of course, now, now you see everything from Lululemon to, to Gap to Nike. Everyone's got their own uh, amazing design uh, range of women's um, 
uh, of women's leggings and gym wear. But in those, in the olden days, back in the day, that there wasn't mm. much. There was, as I say, there was only Sweaty Betty. So we we, we launched this this uh, new business online, and it was everything from from literally designing the clothes and getting ambassadors to wear our clothes. And what we were seeing was actually, we wanted people that looked good in gym gear. So this wasn't the, the sort of traditional catwalk skinny um, model, if you think back in the 80s of, of, of the girls that used to walk down and, and very much skin and bone, mm-hmm. uh, not looking very healthy. Um, and instead we wanted, we wanted to go for a, a woman that in, embodied confidence, power, um, and looked fit and healthy. And so those, those women that we were finding were actually bikini athletes. Basically, uh, going back, thinking of bodybuilding, people that got on stage and, uh, and basically showed, showed their physique mm-hmm. uh, and, and their, their time working out in a gym. And I got to the stage where basically a long story short, I decided to sell my shares in in the company. It wasn't quite right for me. I went on to different things. But the one thing that fascinated me was was these women that looked amazing um, and really had lovely sculpted bodies. And and so I asked one of them, well, how how did you do it? How do you do it? And then they said to me, anyone can do it. You could do it. It's just a matter of training in a different way and and, and eating in a different Mm. way. Yeah. Uh, So that's when I embarked on it. That was, um, and my first show was at the age of 44. So six years ago. And then I did my first show and then I, you know, I loved it and went on and I competed again two years later. Uh, And you never know, I might have another show in me before my 50th, (laughs) depending on lockdown. But I think it's amazing, you know, to hear that story and how you transition from a city career um, and from, uh, you know, a cardio queen, as you put it, to someone who uh, owned her own business, exited that business and then completely transformed the way that you trained as well. Um, And, uh, you know, you went from a place where someone said, well, anyone can do it. You can do it, which is one of the key messages that I wanted to come out today is that anyone can start a, a new fitness regime and anyone can build a body that they can really only dream of. And um, I've seen the photos of you on stage, you know, phenomenal, you're in great shape now. Um, How long did it take you to go from, you know, a a cardio queen to being able at the age of 44, and that was six years ago. So anyone who's good at maths will be able to see that this lady is- uh, Coming up this year, I'm not there yet, but this year is my 50th, yeah. You're a lot younger, and that's demonstration that what weight training can do for you as well. It does help you age backwards. But how long did it take you to go from, let's say normal, to being able to, um, you know, go into a, a, body, a, a bodybuilding show? To be honest, I didn't, I, I, I went for a very specific, I was quite, I'm very goal orientated and I, and I wanted to take on this project and get it done um, within a year. Now I had, had I'd, I'd been to gyms, I'd, I, I, I was uh, very, you know, I did my, I'd done cardio. I did weights, but it was always like the girly weights, as I say, just a few bits and bobs, not not really pro- properly lifting. Um, but I went, I, I, pro- I, I did eight months and then I, I went on stage. Now, with anything, I looked better the second time because the longer and longer you do it, the better and better you look. Yeah. You can go into a gym, well, you can't go into a gym tomorrow, but you can 
pick up resistance training yeah. and you can see immediate uh, effect very quickly in fact you see um you see better effects that the the less training as they call the training age that you have yeah because there is so much of a body composition change to make and um, that you can see the, at the beginning you get at the beginning yeah i mean we see this on the ybnb program when people join um, and they join for a season and that's one of the first things that i teach them is how to weight train from the beginning and also um, a different way of eating and we'll come on to that and they start to well firstly they're eating more than they thought they ever would there's no sort of fattiness in terms of having to eat weird things either and secondly they start shedding weight when they never could shed this body fat before <clears throat> and then yeah as you say muscles pop up because when you're young in your training age as we call it um, then you get what we call newbie gains where your muscles just pop yeah. up and you can be any age so you did yours in eight months. I mean, for me to get to that point where I had that first photo shoot with all my abs popping out, um, that was 10 months. Um, and, you know, you saw my before photo and I was pretty sort of doughy and soft and- Amazing transformation. Typical, look, typical looking, you know, sort of mid fifties really. Um, so um, tell us a bit about, so that's the first message is anyone listening to this who wants to change their body and they're female and they want to do it in a way that they don't look over muscle bound and they look really feminine and beautiful physically, then um, you can do it. You can start at any time. You can start in your 50s. You can be on stage if you want, as, as uh, Sonia's demonstrated. But tell us a little bit about um, the eating and, and what went into it and what goes into it for you to maintain as you are now, because you can do the same thing to different extremes can't you to get different results absolutely and honestly angela i've got to say even to today you know i'm not as strict as, as that you you do a three-month prep just before you get on stage so i would say that's quite restrictive but taking really the fundamentals from what i did i still live like that today yeah okay we've just come out of the christmas period so and maybe there's been a few cheats and stuff around there that yeah. more, than, more than normal but I've changed the way I eat again like the, the, being the cardio queen I was always this person that was always on the latest fad diet tell me a diet I've done it I've done everything mm -hmm. from the Kellogg's um, uh, special K diet to yeah. the five yeah. two to the South Beach to the Atkins to yeah. the Supo I mean ridiculous things ridiculous things yeah. um, and, and I literally I, I did them all and none of them worked because yes you'd lose weight you'd lose weight in a very unhealthy way and it wasn't sustainable it just mm. wasn't sustainable and as soon as you ate again you put on the weight mm. so changing the way that I ate to, to sort of to fit in with the bodybuilding and lifting weights and as you rightly said you can eat a lot more because mm. simply because you're burning the more muscle you have the more calories you burn after the exercise itself so with yeah. cardio you're burning the the calories then and there with weight training yes you're burning calories then but you're also continuing to burn calories after yeah so you can eat more, which is great. Yeah. Um, and I just, I, I literally have some fundamentals that I always stick to. And that is, I don't eat processed food anymore. So all my food has to, is whole foods in, mm. in some way. I make sure I get enough protein in my diet. So, um, and that can depend on anyone. You, you can look at um, a couple of grams um, per body weight that you are. I mean, there's various different formulas, but I make sure to have 
protein with every meal and that is probably the one thing that massively changed to me for me yeah i'm um, eating enough protein um good fats i mean you know avocados eggs smoked salmon mm. um, and all the good things and actually still having a treat and not denying yeah. myself anything yeah you know so i will still have chocolate i will still have the odd naughtiness um, and it's not about denying and this whole like, oh, no, you can't eat anything like that um, because you're, you're on these super um, restricted calories. Well, it's about being mindful and knowing what different types of fuel food actually does to your body, isn't it? And this is one of the um, couple of the sort of the secrets, I suppose, that we unlock and that we teach people in YBNB is that, you know, you look firstly at what you're actually consuming, you get a baseline and then you sort of adjust it. Firstly, uh, we look at, energy energy in energy out because all those diets that we know about they don't actually they're all yeah they're all based on uh, putting someone in a calorie deficit but they just don't say that because that sounds boring so they talk about intermittent fasting and oh, oh, yeah. you know, but it's just calorie deficit it's just about balancing your energy in and your energy out so what we do is we teach people ways of increasing their energy output but understanding that you know killing yourself on a treadmill actually doesn't actually use that much more energy than just stepping and walking um, you know, so you may as well just sort of do your steps, do your heavy lifting four times a week and um, and eat the right combination of, um, as you said, protein, carbs, fat. And that combination is going to be slightly different for everybody. But broadly speaking, you know, you have a calorie target, you have a protein target and the rest you split between healthy carbs and fat. And you could probably um, achieve a fat loss where you could achieve fat loss, of course, really cutting uh, your your intake and being on processed foods for example but you're not going to build a physique and build muscle etc without protein and good quality fats and good carbs so you can sleep properly and all of that so um yeah i mean it's uh once you know about it as well you can do it through what we call maintenance you can still have a glass of wine you can still have chocolate and you can still do all these things but you can maintain this physique and i think the, the wonderful thing is and you demonstrate this beautifully is once you've built muscle it's yours to keep as long as you maintain, you've got it forever, haven't you? You have. And, and, you know, you could say, well, what are you doing right now? It's a challenging time. You know, we're in lockdown. Obviously, we're not, I'm not going to the gym. Uh, you mentioned steps. Steps is fundamentally important. Firstly, to get out, you're exercising. And I'm, I'm, I'm definitely maintaining my steps, anything between 10 to 15,000 um, uh, 15, a day. Um, and, and, I'm, and I still am weight training. You know, I, I bought some weights um, from Amazon. It's, you don't have to buy anything expensive. Um, and, and, you know, I do a combination. Like you say, I'm, I'm still doing resistance training four times a week. Yeah. And even though it might not be as heavy because I don't have the big heavy equipment, yeah. but it's still, you know, it's maintaining um uh your, your physique and actually you you feel good for it and let's face it we're, we're just we're all sat in we're stuck in our homes Absolutely, yeah. uh, and to give yourself an hour of exercise just doing something putting some nice music on and um and, and lifting some weights i think everybody should do it um oh getting out and walking and people think it's sort of, you know, out of their limit. They say, oh, God, no, I'm injury prone and I don't know how to do it. And I haven't got any weights. And But when we teach people on YBNB, we take them from scratch. Uh, we run sessions every single day that people join into. And uh, they start off with no weights. Then we teach them with water bottles or cans of beans. 
Yeah. And then what you find is someone wants to order a set of dumbbells off of Amazon, so they do a set of four or five kgs. And before you know it, they've now ordered another set because they need a heavier for their legs. And um, and then the next thing, someone buys a bench, and but you can use a sofa. So basically, you don't need a lot of equipment, and you can weight train from home, and you can definitely maintain what you've got, and you can get these newbie gains if you've never done it before. You don't have to wait for the gyms to open up again. And that sense of confidence, you know, when you say you go from the 2kg to the 5kg to the 8kg and more, you you know, you're actually seeing the results and the results come in, you know, you are stronger and that strength isn't just physical, but it's also internal and mental. So that comes out in everything you do. Um, as well as you know lifting heavier that the confidence it gives you is 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 really really shines out in other other areas of your life well that's I wanted to come on to that point next because I think um, hopefully what we've managed to convey in this first part of our conversation is that firstly you can start at any time um, and secondly you don't need to any special equipment um, and you don't need to starve yourself so anyone who who believes any of those things that's not true. Uh, we're here to, to demonstrate it. And you know what, my friends, sometimes, you know, back in the olden days when we could go out for, for dinners, etc., they were met, they used to look at me and go, I can't believe how much you eat and look at yeah. the size of you. And it's like, well, I, I lift weights. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. So many good reasons to do it. So um, so if you're interested in more on that, then you can click on the link the YBNB uh, show is providing in the notes and uh, and you can jump on board. But there is something more to it. So yes, you feel great. Yes, you look great. Um, and all of the other good aesthetic things that come with with uh, weight training. But the second thing is, is what Sonia, you've just alluded to now, which is the confidence, because if you can do that with your body, then, you know, what else can you do? And um, you uh, have created you know, this fantastic um, show, this podcast show of yours, where you interview um, lots and lots of people from all walks of life. But the thing they've got in common is normally speaking, they face some form of adversity. I know, for example, you interview a lot of people from armed forces and things of that nature. And um, got some wonderful uh, shows there that we'll click in that, you know, we'll put in the notes for people to click on and have a read, uh, have a listen to. But um, there seems to be a theme with many of those people, which is, again, that fitness is sort of part of their armor and staying in shape is part of the tools that they use to be able to overcome many of these challenges and do great things. So um, did you want to tell us a little bit more about that, sort of what you picked up from those interviews and maybe give us a couple of examples as well? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think this is this is a recurring theme um, through all my interviews. And as you say, Angela, I, I typically interview people that have overcome challenges or adversities and are still serving society or they've got a message to get out or they've changed something in them and you know that they've got people should watch this and that they can really learn from it mm-hmm. um the, but the one thing that is is very clear um, am- amongst most of my guests there is a clear connection between their success their mindset and determination and drive and their physical fitness. Mm. And that goes without saying, um, as you you mentioned, a lot of my guests are veterans. They've served served in some capacity in the armed forces. And yes, you could say, well, yeah, but of course a a lot of them are are gonna be fit and healthy because that's what they do. But this is years later and they are still 
um, they're still going through some sort of challenge, whether mm. that's a physical challenge to raise awareness for the homelessness or uh, to, to raise awareness for mental health, particularly at the moment. There is a clear link. Or what, what they're doing is, is putting their own body through physical challenges mm. um, to, to also help them with their mindset. And really, I think one of the biggest takeaways um, from this, um, uh, and without going too much down the mental health route, but you know, so we, we are in, in this time that we're living in where mental health, um, suicide rates, and people that are sitting in isolation um, are affected. Um, and, and how do we combat that? How do we do something about it? Well, of course, talk to somebody, but there are other things you can do to before you even get to that stage. And, taking on physical exercise mm. of any form, moving your body in any form can really help with your mental state, mm. uh, with anxiety, with stress levels, with, with all sorts of things. So not only the, the immediate health benefits, but really there are the benefits on, on your mental health. Because I think people feel that even when they go for a walk, I think we've all felt that when if you, you can just you know snap out of something you've had a meeting it's been a bit draining it needn't be a massive mental issue or challenge it could just be you know oh I've had enough of this I can't really think through this problem at the moment jump up put your coat on you know, don't need any special gear and just go out and you feel better you can think about things when you're out and I don't know there's just something magic isn't there about moving your body and I've actually got like a little trampoline here a little rebounder that I jump <laughs> up and down on that as well um just to sort of move your body so that's we don't have to sort of wait until we can do a full workout. It's um, just a bit of movement is, is very important. And a lot of these people that you interview as well, as you say, um, you know, it's an ongoing lifestyle for them as well. They may have achieved some great things, but it's still work in progress because everybody has day-to-day -day challenges in their life, don't they? Absolutely. And I think, uh, uh, again, a lot of my guests, they've, they've set themselves their own internal standard. And, uh, and, and I do, I think a lot about standards. What, look at yourself and think, well, what is your standard? Not just for your business, yeah. but for your body as well, you know, and body and business as, 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 as you talk about, Angela, are, are connected. Yeah. So if you've already set a standard for yourself in your business, then set, your, set a standard for yourself in your body. What is your body reflecting about you? Mm. Um, and I'm not sitting here sort of fat shaming or anything like that, but it's, 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 a, it's a question of self-esteem, isn't it? And valuing mm. yourself and valuing your body and feel com feeling confident in who you are and who you want to portray yourself as. And that goes yeah. not only in business, but, but generally physical fitness. Well, there's a couple of things actually about that. Um, you just reminded me how uh, we had uh, someone come and speak to us as a group quite a few years ago now in the business. And um, what she said, she was she was an image consultant and I brought her in to, to sort of talk to the team. And she said that every single item of clothing that you put on, uh, even sort of the lipstick or the way you have your hair or, you know, guy the tie that you might put on, it's almost like you're writing a sentence about yourself. And she illustrated it really beautifully because as she started, so what she did, she sort of took her brooch off and then she took her jacket and then she took her shoes off. And you saw this sort of power woman sort of diminishing to just like a normal, you know, sitting indoors sort of housewife, I suppose. And, and it was really amazing how she illustrated the point. But I think the same thing happens with, you know, when you very first see someone, you see that they are fit, you just immediately think that they've got their act together. 
Um, and I think, um, so it's really important for image, not just your own self-esteem that we've spoken about, but also how you come across to others as well. Um, and I think there's something to do with, as you said, uh, your internal standard, but your ability to stick to a process because, um, you know, to be fit, you have to follow a process, don't you? Because you can't do it, can't buy it, it can't be done tomorrow. It's a long-term process. And that's where I think it's so aligned to business. And there is no sort of secret formula. That the, 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 thing, the thing about fitness is it's all about consistency. Yeah. That's it. There isn't any sort of, oh my God, I'm going to take this magic pill and suddenly get fit. It's doing little things every single day and being consistent with your actions, the same with business, the same with anything else. I'd say consistency is the key. Yeah, and a bit of patience as well. Patience, well, patience across everything is, is yeah. definitely something that you've got to think about. And, you know, back, back to, to talking about muscles, you know, you don't put muscles on overnight. So all these people that might be sitting there thinking, or, or ladies in particular, that don't want to, that, that come out with this myth of, oh, if I lift weights, I'm going to become bulky. It's like, it's, you do not, I wish you did, but you don't put muscles on. Yeah, because once you actually get into it, to weight training, you actually want to build more muscle, don't yeah, you? Yeah, definitely. And um, it's, uh, and it's really, yeah, quite hard work, isn't it, to do it because then, you know, you have to sort of start adjusting what you're eating, eating more, you know, to put muscle on, you need to put on a bit of fat as well. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and then when you get used to sort of a lean look, then um, you don't necessarily want to put too much body fat on. So that's a whole different ball game. You know, you get to a level and then you're always wanting to improve it. And, uh, and the great thing is you can. But getting back to your guests, I wanted to find out um, if there's any particular examples that you could maybe that spring to mind of people that, um, you know, really illustrate this whole thing about process and, you know, their fitness levels have come along with their, um, their ability to achieve goals in their lives. Is there anyone who in particular Wow, I've got Fine. so many. Um, uh, the one that just sort of quickly springs to mind is quite extreme. Darren Hardy, he's just actually brought out documentaries, a veteran. Um, and uh, for the last couple of years or so, last year, certainly during lockdown, he's um, basically been doing a lot of physical challenges and they've been all over the news. Um, he was recently on, on Good Morning, he just finished his... 10 Ironmen in 10 days challenge. Wow. So 10 different, every, every day over the course of 10 days, he did an Ironman, which is a crazy race. Yeah. Uh, and it involves basically a triathlon, um, a swim and a marathon at the end of it. Um, uh, but he's just one example. I mean, I've, I've got so many examples of people that have really, that are, that are maintaining such a high level of physical standard yeah um but and continue to sort of succeed in other areas of, of their life um, i also want to talk about a lady um veronique reese i interviewed her last year i think last year or maybe yeah it was the last year the beginning of last year before lockdown yeah and she's been bodybuilding for for a very long time and is a very successful businesswoman as well so mm -hmm. Um, marrying the two, she's she she bodybuilds, she weight weight trains regularly, got an amazing figure, um, and and is a very successful businesswoman in her own right, and a mother of, of three as well. So, you know, yeah. it just shows you that you it really can be, it really transfers across different areas of your life. It does, yeah, and, and I think as well, 
you know, you, you describe someone like that and um, you think, wow, you know, it's so impressive. And, um, but then the mind goes to, yeah, but you know, I couldn't do that because there's all of these reasons why um, we can't do it. I remember myself when I first walked into a bodybuilding gym and I saw all the before and after photos. And um, I remember, you know, the trainer was sort of sitting there talking to me about what we we're about to do. Uh, in terms of sort of the regime and and me looking and thinking oh, I think I'm in the wrong place you know because I can't achieve sort of six packs like that and all these people are sort of bodybuilders and they seem to me like as if they were off a different planet you know different types of people but before I knew it it seemed like that there I was in the middle of the board you know as a before and after and I'd not only had made it to the corner that I you know that I thought I maybe might make it to the corner I was actually there featured in the middle and um uh, you know, I want to say that I'm sure you've seen it with all the people that you've interviewed. Obviously, they, when you get to interview them, it's because they've there's something different about them. They've achieved something. Um, they've overcome something particular. Or they've they've achieved something amazing. Your Iron Man guy you've just described there. But everybody starts off as a sort of a normal person, and um, it's a question of belief. And if you don't believe all of it, you don't really have to. All you've got to do is take that first step and start something, haven't you? I think you've just knocked the nail on the head. It's that belief in yourself. And yeah. once you have that belief in yourself, anything is possible. Mm. And once it, it, it's, it's getting a vision, but I always say get the vision first, have a clear mental image of where you want to go. Then to a certain extent, you know, let, let that go. You've got the clear mental image, you know, you know what you want. Um, and, and then it's just about consistently taking little actions to get towards that goal. But the first action is absolutely having 110% belief in yourself mm. that you can do this. And you can do this because we all can do anything, really. Yeah. And there's been so much you know, proof about what people can put their bodies through through and you know we're not talking about normal people we're talking about people that have got maybe um, disabilities mm. that have done amazing things I mean I've, in, I've actually I've interviewed um, uh, veterans that have lost limbs and they're still doing uh, challenges that you you know you, you think were absolutely impossible but yeah. the fact is they're not impossible and the only difference is their mind and what they're telling themselves is this is possible. It is possible, yeah. And even if you can't think that uh, the big end goal is possible, what you can do is you can think about the end goal, whether that is a physique goal or whether it's a business goal or a new job goal or whatever it is. And you can say, okay, so to achieve that, what would I need to do beforehand? You know, so let's just take the new job. Well, I would need to pass an interview. Well, to achieve that, what have I got to do? Well, uh, I need to be invited to an interview. Well, to achieve that, what have I got to do? Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I've got to apply. Well, to achieve that, what have I got to do? Well, uh, I've got to start looking. Okay, do I believe I can just start looking? Yes, I do. Yeah. Believe yeah. that. You know, so don't worry about, I'm not going to be able to pass an interview because it's too far down the line. That's, you know? it. That, that's why I say have the big mental image and then almost let yeah. it go. You don't yeah. need to figure out, you don't need to be there right away. It's just yeah. getting that little first step. And that's what we say about the body as well. You know, don't think about, oh my goodness, but that never could be me. Think, okay, well, could I go and do um, a walk? Maybe not 10,000 steps. We've actually got someone on the YBMB program at the moment and she said, oh, I really, really want to join, but I'm not sure if I can because um, I've had a hip replacement. And uh, she's, you know, she's, I think she's about 50, uh, very young in her outlook as well. But she said, um, you know, I've got this hip, I just had this hip replacement, I'm in recovery. 
I'm only, I can only do about a thousand steps. I said, so look, you know, if you can do 10% more every day, so yeah. do a thousand today, do 1100 tomorrow. Well, she's up to, I think she's up to about three and a half thousand now. You know, she's been on the program for five weeks and um, she's speaking, you know, the language of macros and uh, she's doing, you know, body, upper body weight training already with cans of beans. Um, and, um, and so you, you or just think about the next step, really. I think that's the critical point, isn't it? And you've got to go through the steps anyway. You know, you've got to take each step at a time because you can't just jump the steps and get there. And, yeah. and I think that's what we always thought with this, you, you know, these fad diets. Yeah. The whole fact is you can't jump the steps and just get there. Yeah, you might be able to get there, but you're going to fall straight back down on your face yeah. eventually. Yeah. You need to take the little steps to get there. Yeah. Um, before we go, um, people will probably, you know, they would have seen your Instagram. I'm sure they'll watch your podcast, etc. as well. Um, but a couple of things, really, this is me wanting it for my own benefit as well. How did it feel actually competing at the age of 44 on a bodybuilding stage? Um, well, I've got to say it was scary. It was yeah. scary excitement. Yeah. Um, and I think that the one thing that I was um, more nervous at the beginning was I was on, on stage with, with women in their 20s. Mm. And, you know, we always compare ourselves. And I think particularly women um we we you know we look at the younger woman and we're like oh my god I'm never going to compete in that I'm never going to be measured up with that woman no way uh, and yet when I got on stage I can't tell you the backstage because you're backstage for a long time it's such a lovely atmosphere everyone's super friendly they're all going through the same things they're chatting uh, we're all going through that. With most most people haven't eaten for a, a while, and uh, we're on uh, next to no fluids that day. It's not particularly, yeah. I wouldn't say, the healthiest thing just before you get on stage. Uh, but yet, once you step on stage, yeah, your confidence level, and I think this this, and I, you know, and I've gone on to speak on stage, and I thought, just before I get on stage, each time I always think to myself. Well, I'm not in a bikini. <laughs> so yeah. so yeah. and anything else is, is easy, really. Yeah. I mean, to actually step on stage in a bikini in front of that, you know, a sea full of faces. Uh, it, it, it takes confidence and it feels yeah. invigorating. It feels amazing to do it. And you uh, really, and what you've done is you've sort of, you know, really push yourself out of that comfort zone. And as you say, if you can do that, you can do anything. So standing up and doing a big motivational speech after that, Fully clothed. <laughs> Fully clothed. Um, so much a, easier. It's a little less <laughs> intimidating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You've done so well there. And so what you've um what you're going on to do now is to help people even more with their confidence. You're you're creating a side of your company which is um, creating show reels for people and helping them produce their own podcast shows and things like that, aren't you? That's right. So uh, basically a production company. So anybody that's looking to get their voice out, their message out, they don't know where to start. When I started this a year and a half ago, I was like, oh, my God, technology. Mm. And people were saying, oh, just get your iPhone and do it and just do this. And I wanted a really good quality show. Yeah. And so what I did is I looked at the process that I, am, that I incorporated. And, yeah, we can produce now an end-to-end production for a podcast. And that's filming. So you've got it on YouTube. Um, we've, we can push it out through all the different podcast platforms. Um, and it's a great way of you telling your brand story. 
um, without getting face to face in front of people. And unfortunately, right now we can't get face to face. And but people are watching video and listening to audio more than ever before. We're all listening to podcasts on our walk. We're watching video because we're in front of the screen um, most of the day. What better way to promote you, your services, or your businesses by storytelling through a podcast? Um, through um, live filming or through promo video and that's where my production company come in. Brilliant well I wish you luck with that I mean everybody has got um, a story to share and that's the other thing is people often think oh I can't get on camera I'm worried about how I look or what I might say or I'm not interesting enough but everybody is and everybody has their own unique take on things Um, and so thank you so much for yours because uh, it's been so enlightening it's been lovely to know you since I have met you a couple of years ago I think now we met and um, uh, watch you go from strength to strength on your show and still maintain your incredible physique. And uh, maybe, who knows, maybe we'll go together and, uh, and uh, compete together on a stage at some stage. Oh, I love well. that, Angela. And, Angela that would be good. and I want to say thank you for being such an amazing role model and doing what you're, oh, doing. you're doing. It's such amazing work. And, you know, I'm following you on your Instagram and, and through your Facebook and LinkedIn. And, yeah, I, I just think it's amazing because you, you've achieved everything in business, mind and body. And, and really, that is something to take take your hat off to. Oh, thank, thank you. Well, you two, lovely to see you. Always uh, really great to speak. And uh, if people are interested in, uh, you know, well, finding out about more about the body, for example, or for uh, starting their weightlifting journey, then please jump on YBNB and we can tell you about that. And if you've got to that stage where you really want to get your story out there and where you want to create a podcast or a um, a YouTube show or however you want to start, then uh, we're going to put Sonia's details in the link and then you can jump on that and uh, and she can tell you how. So bye-bye for now. Thank you, Sonia. And uh, thank you. Okay, lovely to see you. Thank you. you.